Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Matthew Talks podcast, where we talk about inspiring stories, give practical advice, and a community of support for entrepreneurs. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Matthew Talks podcast. Thanks for joining us again. I'm sitting here with my guest, Justin Dora. Justin, so thankful to have you on this episode. Thank you for one, giving your time. I know you have a busy schedule, got a lot on your plate. I really appreciate you taking some time to really just dive into a really personal conversation on your journey of entrepreneurship and why you do what you do and why it's so important. So I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Thanks for having me on today. So my name is Justin Dora. Uh, I own co-own a company called Leap Development. We leader talent organizational development for small to medium-sized businesses. And we have been in operation unofficially since probably 2016 and officially since 2018. I made the full-time jump or leap, mm-hmm. if you will, you uh, in the middle of a global pandemic. It was a great time to go full-time in a business. But uh, in about July of 2020 and the last almost three years, um, has been quite the journey. A lot of learning, a lot of growth, a lot of development, and excited to see what's ahead. Yeah, so I would love to dive in to kind of pick your brain on why why Leap Development, what was it that initially attracted you to come into that type of industry, that field, and kind of dial into a little bit more of the personal side of what drew you to make that transition? Yeah, great question. So, you know, my background, uh, I have kind of this split between business and uh, vocational ministry. So I was a pastor uh, of a church in Portland, Oregon for about five years. In that process, I think in a lot of ways, I, without having the language, I really did fall in love with the work of developing other people. Mm -hmm. And in 2014, my family and I moved back to Waco, Texas. And uh, in that process, um, I actually started a uh, finance and accounting business uh, because that's what my background was in yeah. and didn't realize how difficult it is to go mm. from zero to, you know, actually paying the bills. Right. And um, so in that process, took a job with a local company, got some uh, experience and just got my feet wet again in the business community locally. Uh, then I went on a journey of uh, being on staff with a church uh, again uh, but in that process, I kept the business going mm-hmm. and kind of did it as a side hustle, uh, really not thinking, how am I going to get it from side hustle to startup to actually a, a growing small business? But in the process, I met my now business partner, and we just started um, experimenting with different um, engagements with clients, strategy planning. Um, how do we now operationalize this strategy? And in that process, we started asking new questions. What would it look like to start a consulting company? What is consulting? How about yeah, that? Of course. As a question? <laughs> um, and then I think as we started to put some definition to it, mm-hmm. um, it was like the right tool came into our um, our windshield viewpoint right. at the right time. 
And slowly but surely, the pieces came together. And then a lot of work to refine. How does it all connect? How do you sell it? How do you market it? Um, And then just doing the work of delivery. So it was not a fast journey. I think it's been step by step. Mm. Uh, But in a lot of ways, um, there's a depth of knowledge because we've had to do it kind of piece by piece. Well, sure. I think if anything, when you break down the components of something and you understand how each component works, you have a better understanding of the decision you're going to make. And you understand more of the full risk versus just say, oh, I'm going to go do this. And then you're in, you're, in, you're in over your head. Exactly. So I think there's a lot there that really speaks to even entrepreneurs now, how they can lean and glean from take your time, really do your research and theoretically plan out and know, learn as much as you can and ask those questions like you described. Yeah. And I think if you've done any reading on, you know, blogs out there and the word consulting, it can kind of be a word people run from mm-hmm. because it usually means really expensive and I don't get anything. Yep. And so, <laughs> so true. I, I think for us, what we care the most about is actually being able to deliver mm. valuable results that people could um, really see needles move in their environment and not just hope for change, but actually um, make it more tangible, that change process. Yeah, actually see the benefit of what is being implemented and see the results. That's right. Too. Exactly. Yeah. I love that because it's, I think you, I, you hit the nail on the head because I, I, I'm from an outward perspective when, when I hear consulting, it's, Oh, I'm either going to get corrected, reprimanded, and then the right. whole, the whole structure is going to change. And then it's not my own anymore. However, there's a different approach, which I know you guys have, and it's phenomenal because of the way you approach it with the value. We want you to see the results, but we're going to come in and partner with you versus just tell you to change everything. And then, Oh, it's not my business anymore. Exactly. Cause I think that's, that's a big key right there is this is not our business. We're coming in to serve someone else, not tell someone else what to do. Now, <clears throat> this is kind of funny. I was in a conversation with someone, this is probably a year ago. And their comment to me was like, wow, what you sell is must be really tough. And I was like, tell me more about that. <laughs> and his response was, well, you come in and tell everybody what to do. I was mm. like, <laughs> we actually don't. But thank you for the feedback because oh, obviously so something has translated yep. in our conversation that would make you think that. And, you know, some of that is just, there's just a public perception out there. Um, but but in a lot of ways, we're not experts at every component of business. Sure. We try to hone or mm-hmm. refine where we focus our expertise on the people development side. And then... And then like from an organizational standpoint, how do you build clarity and accountability? It's good. And there's not one way to do all things, no. but we try to be an expert in our process and be flexible to re- recognize implementation is going to take on the unique flavor of that team. And that's okay. That's so good. Uh, you said something with, with how this translates the value of what you guys as Leap Development provides. Why is that so personal to you as one of the partners in the company, why does that, why does that so run so deep with yourself? Yeah, I think at some level, um, we want the things we say and we promote to have tangible results to it. And if it doesn't, then I feel like our clients are just getting sold, you know, smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing I think Sean and I want to be. We want to actually be able to deliver real value that's tangible, that impacts the financial statements, that impacts people's experience in working uh, for that team or with that team or for that leader. And um, 
without that tangibility side, um, I, you know, getting those results, it takes working things all the way down to the ground, which means getting into the details, getting granular. It's usually the place when you talk about long-term strategic planning that people don't want to go. But if you don't translate it into an operational context, um, <clears throat> plans are great that just yeah. won't move the needle. So you right. got to be able to work it out. And the truth is it's clunky. And the reason that most leaders don't um, take it all the way to the ground is because it's painful. Right. So if we can come in and be that source of encouragement and, mm. and hopefully affirmation that, hey, it's worth it in the end because your team will show up and they will feel like they know what's expected, how to do what it is you're asking them to do, and learn to do it with excellence mm-hmm. in a way that the company and the and the individual both feel like um, there was a win, right? Because with that, you're you're building not just the one the so if I'm the owner, you're not just building me. You're building everything that's underneath me, all the way down to that microscopic level. I love how you said you go all the way down into the detail. Because if your detail and the foundation is cracked and you don't know it, then everything out from underneath is going to fall. Right. Exactly. Because it's not structured in a way to, we don't live off of a crack in the foundation. We need a solid foundation. That's right. And that one crack will leak out everything into your business. That's right. And then it's gone. That's right. So a lot of times, like with a, like a prospective client, we'll ask the question, like, so tell us about how accountability works. And it's usually crickets. That's a big question. <laughs> be- because it's not there, not because people don't want to be accountable. I actually think they do. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to make things clear and understandable that the same goal is understood by everyone at the table in the same way. And you don't have a... a unclear phrase or an unclear goal that's open to interpretation. Everybody leaves and goes and does something different. Mm. And you come back together and think, wait, were we all in the same meeting two weeks ago around this goal? So the truth is it just takes time to get things clear. And the more people you add to the process, often the more time it can take, at least on the front end, Mm -hmm. to learn how to get things clear and accountable. So in your personal experience, I love the, the conversation about accountability details, because there's a lot there that we can unpack. So for the accountability piece, when it comes to small businesses, even I, I'm aware of, you know, ministry background too, accountability in that right. aspect. It sounds like well. punishment. Yeah. It sounds like punishment. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're going to hold me. You're going to hold me to the fire and make sure that I'm following through with getting my checklist done right. or I'm doing my reports. And then we didn't lose money this month. What can you do to reframe and repackage, uh, not necessarily to change the definition of accountability, but the, the, the personal value of your company with Leap Development, how does accountability, why does it scare? And maybe even in some cases, I, I know, could embarrass people. Like, well, oh, we haven't been very accountable with what we've done. Yeah, <clears throat> great question. You know, unfortunately, the word, uh, the word accountability or accountable has been hijacked. And there's too many bad stories right. out there of what, a uh, poor follow through on holding a team accountable mm. looks like. I would say at the end of the day, when things aren't clear and accountable, people start to feel bored with what they do. Mm. People want to feel really good at what they do. They want to feel like their contribution is meaningful to that team and to the organization. And accountability becomes a natural byproduct of clarity and clarity 
unfortunately, because people are all different, yep. it just takes enough time and definition, and we're using the same dictionary and vocabulary to make sure when I say A, you hear A and not Z, right. so that we're talking about the same thing. So a shared language is a part of that clarity and accountability process. And I think people like to see themselves grow. They like to see their skills develop. And so without deadlines, which is a part of accountability, mm -hmm. and measurables, which is a part of accountability, yep. you might not know where you're stuck. So I never want accountability to be punitive, where it feels like I'm just going to get grilled. It's about growth and development. And so if we miss a deadline or if we miss a target, it's a conversation, a dialogue to have to understand the why behind it mm -hmm. and not just that you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes in that why conversation, stuff comes to the surface that the leader had no idea. Right. And that gives context so that you can build hopefully a better plan system team uh, with the right roles so that everybody feels like, look at what's happening as we work together. And that creates meaningful engagement in your work. Absolutely. There's a great book out there called It's the Manager, written by Gallup. And they talk about the two things that the global employee wants in terms of work. One is work that matters. Mm. And the other is a manager that cares about their development. So I think statistically, or the data would suggest people want to grow professionally. They want to be good at something. And if you look at a, a um, professional sports team, what do they have? Yep. Coaches that really know different positions. They know how the positions work together to build an offense or a defense. And then they have other layers of management leadership that know how to bring that whole team together with fans, et cetera, to make an incredible experience. And clarity, accountability, discipline, all those things are a part of that. But again, it's not to be punitive or to exact punishment. It's about growth development because I think people desire that in the way they're built. Yeah, I, I absolutely love your illustration because ultimately I think at the end of the day, entrepreneurs, small businesses, there's this desire to do more, to be valid, validated and to be seen with the efforts that they're putting forth to try to serve the community. Right. And in some cases, some, you know, obviously there's going to be cases where people get thrown into something and oh, I'm just doing this because, however, there are a vast majority of people who are, I want to develop myself. Right. I want to grow. Mm -hmm. And there's a longing within them to says, what am I doing that I could not necessarily, it's make better. Yes but to intuitively design to help my customers, other businesses, myself, because every small business owner doesn't want to run the day-to-day -day all day, every day. That's right. They want to get to a place to where they can manage, where they have managers that are instilling the same values that they have into their team, which then translates into, man, I really value what I do and I want to be here. That's right. Uh, Brene Brown has a phrase that I think is really helpful. She says, clarity is kindness. Mm. And I think when we're not clear, when we're not honest, the maybe unseen impact of that is people don't feel valued. Yep. Even if that honesty is a constructive feedback of like, hey, this wasn't great. Let's do this. You don't have to say it in a way that's demeaning mm -hmm. or demoralizing. You can say it in a way that's, that's clarifying and hopefully helpful to get back up again. Let's try it again. You know, like yeah. um, if we can't fail at things, we mm -hmm. can never grow in something. If that's we good. have to be perfect at it, we'll never try it. 
So you got to create an environment that is experimental, but also willing to have the hard conversations. And hard doesn't isn't bad. It's just uncomfortable, right? right. Until it's not. So right. that's what we always say with feedback <laughs> is it's uncomfortable until it's not. Because some of it is the ability to recognize like what I do or how I think or how I see isn't who I am. It's a component of me. But if I can learn, that means I can see from someone else's point of view. That means I can receive feedback that actually might help me grow professionally. Mm -hmm. And to your point, like business owners, hopefully down the line, that means the product or the service they deliver gets better. And if it gets better, there's more demand for it. Yes. And if there's more demand for it, you can charge a higher price. And all of that stuff works together. But if we can't have an accountability feedback conversation, then we're just trying to tiptoe around each other's maybe um, insecurities. No, absolutely. And I think this is going into a bit more of a deeper conversation on, on a broader scale, but you can apply this across the board outside of entrepreneurship. 100%. I mean, 100%. Myself, I'm married. I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. This is the same conversation of clarity and accountability that you would want in your marriage, you would want in your business, you would want in your personal life, every aspect of it that really provides a sense of just openness. You know, it, it's like, oh, I'm not really trying to be this and do that and blah, blah, blah. When you can clarify, I think this really goes back to the individual too right. with, you know, what's your mindset? What are you believing about yourself that may be true, may not be true? And then can I grow? Am I going to allow the feedback? Am right. I going to be closed off to feedback? Or am I going to be open and just say, you know what? Justin has a point maybe I'm not giving myself enough clarity on what I want to accomplish. And that could be your speed bump that's hindering you from growth. Exactly. Exactly. And I forget where I read it. I've read too many books, sure. <laughs> um, but somewhere along the way, I remember the phrase, we all swim in a feedback rich environment. Mm. It's our ability to tap into it, recognize it and listen to it. So to your point, whether I'm at work or at home, I can get feedback if I can have the right lenses to see and the right filters to hear through. My kids are great sources of feedback. I may not always like the feedback, but it's helpful if I can hear it because it's just another reflection point to realize how I might have come off that I'm not aware of. And if I can hear it rightly, it can be really helpful and impact, again, all those areas that, uh, that I show up in, in life. Yeah. And I think that's important because if we don't know, if we don't have really, and honestly, I think this comes down to, if we don't have clarity on what we want to achieve, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a husband or a wife, whether you're just a single person trying to figure out what's in life, Oh, do I want to go to college or do I just want to go work this job and, you know, start saving my money? What, you know, you don't have clarity and then you don't hold yourself accountable then how do we expect ourselves to move forward to make the impact or to be a part of something that is valuable to whether it's myself or even more importantly, the community? Because I solely believe that everybody has a voice to speak up and to share their experiences, share their story, right? right. You have value in your experience because you're the only one that has gone through those experiences. Exactly. And if we're willing to look at those through the lens of, okay, what is this for? Why am I doing this? And why did I go through those things? It's positioning you to really ultimately be a, a, a voice to help other people move forward in what they're looking for. Because, I mean, I can tell you time after time, somebody's word of encouragement, like, hey, 
whether it's a low moment or a high moment, right. I like to call them uh, highs and lows in a way is one way to look at it. But when you're in a low, it's never, you mentioned failure before, you know, it's all about perspective. That's right. When you look at failure, okay, did I fail because I made a poor choice or did I fail because I didn't do enough research? You know, what's the root of the failure? And then that stems from going and saying, okay, I've learned from it. So is it truly a failure? Exactly. Exactly. I'll never forget. I talked to someone who PhD, I think in psychology, we were talking about uh, a particular challenging area of my life and um, I kept using the word failure mm. and their reflection back was um, you keep using that word, but what I'm hearing you say is you did something, you learned from it, you applied it, you learned more, you kept applying it. And I'll never forget this phrase. They said, Justin, some people would call that success, right? Because all of us yes. learning to apply those areas of failure or where we f fell a little short or we didn't quite hit the goal that we set out for it tells us a lot about ourselves or our context mm -hmm. or our skill sets or our gaps. And if the vision that we have of what we're shooting for, what we're trying to do or become is clear enough, then actually that information of what is missing or what needs a little growth or attention becomes really helpful to help me get to that outcome that I have a, a vision for. Yeah. And I think that's critical. That's super important for just a lot of folks to really grasp, okay, it comes back to where is my mindset? How do I perceive what's around me? And just being open and vulnerable to change right. but in a, in a healthy way. Right. That's a lot. That's a very, I think that's kind of broad, but I think in a healthy way right. being focused on, okay, how am I growing myself in my outlook on life in right. general? I think that can really speak a lot of volume to helping us move forward. Right. So I'd love to dive into uh, just within your 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 experience and your past being involved with leap development, how you know there's going to be different challenges in life, whether it's personal or work. But uh, just the word challenges. I know you mentioned COVID, making a transition sure. in that season. Yep. Kind of walk us through how did the, how did you manage and balance that challenge of okay, I'm making a big life change in a season that not very many people would be like, oh, I want to change this in this, right. this environment, right? Yeah, too many times I'm making those changes, and then six months later, I'm like, what did I just decide to do? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would say, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, we talked about a, a passion for developing people. Mm -hmm. Well, the truth is, in growing and running a business, there's more than just the operational part of the business, the delivery of service and work. So learning how to do the functions within a business that I didn't necessarily have a background in, was a lot of reading books, trying things, it not working, mm -hmm. talking to people that have experience or expertise in right. those different functions, getting input and feedback and trying again. So I would say, you know, what are the challenges learning how to do marketing and sales mm -hmm. when I've had very little professional training in that and a lot of trial and error in that? Of course. Um, and that's not bad, but I still recognize my gaps or where I skip a step in the process. And so there is this commitment to uh, learning how to refine and evaluate a sales mm -hmm. call, evaluate a piece of marketing collateral and how did it do and did people understand it? And it's not about everything has to perform to a perfect 10, but it is about learning and growing 
So I do need feedback, which to your point earlier can be uncomfortable, right? And getting feedback on something that you've kind of put your heart into um, can be uncomfortable. But in the end, your customer or prospects in the end will give you great mm. info that helps you understand what's amiss and what really rang the bell. So I would say learning some of those things without a professional development track that I'm on, that somebody's walking me down that often in like a big corporate environment, you're going to have a training process they're going to take you through, whatever your right. function is or just professional leadership development. And in a lot of ways, it's like we have to design it for ourselves and then walk through that yep. process for ourselves and then learn from it and then recognize there's a, you know, there's a razor's edge of what do you do in-house versus what do eventually you say, we need help. Yeah. We can't do all of this. Mm -hmm. And we're getting to that point where we're starting to look at, okay, we've gotten certain functions to a certain level. And realistically, we'll say on the marketing side, that's probably the next place that we would be looking for, probably hiring someone eventually, hopefully in the next year, that can come in, take what we've built and take it to the next level. But what I'll say the benefit of having to kind of incrementally develop and design our process and our marketing collateral is I have an understanding of it, to your point earlier, that I don't know that I would have had if we just outsourced right away. It's so good. So yeah. there is benefit to like sweat equity, this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but there also becomes a point where I can't do everything and I can't live right. more than a hundred and whatever it is, 62 hours a week. Yeah. There's only so many hours in the week. And then it, within that, you, you need to value how you're investing those hours. That's right. And not, I would say, double dipping and say, oh, I spent two hours this on the Monday. And oh, no, I got to come back on Friday. And then you put in two more hours. And then it's like, oh, if I had just taken the time to evaluate. And then I think evaluation is a, a strong uh, skill to practice right. because we can get so caught up with our culture today. Oh, I got just got to get it done. Just got to get it done. Right. Got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. And then when we fall into that trap is what that really is, is if you can, if you don't take time to evaluate, like you're saying the processes and say, where can we tighten it up? Not in a bad way, but in a healthy way saying, man, if we can get this one piece like down to a T, then that streamlines the rest of the, everything after it, which creates productivity. It creates right. efficiency. Right. And it really ultimately goes back to your point earlier too, where you said people want to be valued at their work, like their managers right. wanting their development. When you have those cogs all spinning in the right spot, well right. oiled, right. Oh buddy. Yep. Watch out for a, a fast, pace firing machine. That's right. Yeah. You're going to get traction and move the ball forward, mm -hmm. which is what I think everybody wants. Yeah, definitely. I mean, who doesn't want to have growth? Now the challenge though is, is are we as entrepreneurs going to step up and say, we want a higher level of accountability, right? We want more clarity. We want more evaluation of our processes and systems, which ultimately you're debunking the whole myth of what a consultant really is by approaching in that manner, this is what we provide with your business because it's your business. It's none of our business how you run it. That's it's right. We're going to come in and, and give you helpful tips. This is what we would, this is what we acknowledge and how we would suggest moving forward if you're open for feedback. Right. Like we, again, through, um, I won't say trial and error, but through um, working with multiple clients, we've even repackaged some of our, um, organizational design and, and accountability process to a design phase mm. where we just help you build it, clarify it, put it into all the documents. 
and then an implementation phase. We used to have it all wedded together. What we found is not everyone was ready for the level of accountability that comes with implementation, wow. yeah. which is actually okay. But we're more clear about that on the front end. And and the thing, the client we're working with currently, I said at the beginning of the, the sales conversation was, hey, just so you know, everyone says they want clarity and accountability until you go through the process. It's not that we're mean. It's just like <laughs> it's painful to yeah. get detailed mm-hmm. and to get things clear. So, so whether someone just wants to help with the design side or they actually want help like implementing into the right types of meetings, who needs to be in those meetings, making sure all the roles are clear, all the goals are clear, all the week-to-week measurables are clear. Mm-hmm. And then accountability becomes easy when you have clarity. I say easy. It becomes uh, easier. How about mm-hmm. that? When things are clear. Yeah. Um, but from our perspective, we'll walk with you as long as you want. And we're not trying to keep you, we're not trying to stay on your uh, line item of your PL. But right. we also recognize some people need three months, some people need mm-hmm. three years, and it just depends on um, the need of the client. I, I love what you said by accountability gets easier. And I, I absolutely, 100%, I'm, re- I'm like, yes, because when you invite accountability, it's not not bad. It's a good thing. It's healthy right. for your company to grow and to expand. And when we don't have accountability, then it's subject for things to fall apart. Right. And I think there's value in expressing just how important it is that when you do have accountability and you're building that and you get in a pattern, it builds trust that's and right. it builds respect within your own team. That's right. That when that's all filing, firing on all cylinders, then you see something like we've, we've mentioned a couple of times already that's just pretty incredible because it's all in unison and you just have this clear, it's not muddy, 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 muddy. It's right. crystal clear. Oh, look at those beautiful rocks and the that's fish. Right. It's like, that's it's right. a whole different experience. And that's what really I think we're missing out on. And in some cases, but there are businesses that are pounding off all four cylinders doing that as well. Right. So yep. I thank you for sharing. That's really a deep, a deep well of just, you could take that a lot deeper. But I think there's this, there's an expression that I really want to make admin, that accountability is important. It is. If we lack in accountability, then we're missing out on a lot of things. And that's convicting to me too. I mean, I'm thinking of things in my life. Okay. There's areas where I do want to grow as a community involvement, whether it's entrepreneurship, my marriage, just my inner circle. It's okay. How do I challenge myself to grow to where I can take myself to the next level? Yeah. Well, let me say this and then I'll maybe give a thought on that. I think um, when things are clear, your priorities become clear. Mm. And all priority means is first. So if something's really a priority, that means it's the first thing that shows up in my calendar. So I'm spending time on it. Now, if I'm spending time on that and I start to get a little fuzzy and hazy, well, then hopefully I have a manager or a leader that I'm reporting to that I can go to and say, hey, I need a little bit of help here. And I find mm. proactive communication prevents a uncomfortable yes. clarity conversation. So when you can communicate proactively, hey, I haven't forgotten that this is on me. As I'm starting to dive into it, I'm realizing I have questions I didn't have yep. when this got assigned. Could we find some time where I could walk through with you where I still feel fuzzy so you could direct me accordingly? <clears throat> Any manager or leader, again, unless they're like uh, 
they have no open space in their day, which there are some out there, <laughs> um, but not typically in an entrepreneurial team. Right. There's a little more flexibility there. Um, but they're, they enjoy responding to that because it indicates someone is a motivated team player. But to your point with um, how do I motivate myself, there's a concept um, from a book that we've read called The Fifth Discipline. Um, it's the five pillars of what they call a learning organization. That doesn't mean a school. It does mean an organization that can learn, grow, and and increase both the technical uh, capability and capacity as well as leadership mm. capability and capacity into an organization. And one of those pillars is called personal mastery, which means what is that really kind of sharp end of the spear purpose for you personally? And getting that refined and clear. Because when we get disorganized, it's usually because we've forgotten that deeper why that is motivating us. And often, if we go back to the why with a team member, we one of two things happens. We re-envision them for the work that they're doing. Right. Or we recognize that why is no longer here. Mm. And that's actually okay. Yeah. We don't need to be afraid of trying to keep everyone on our team for the next 50 years. That'd be awesome, maybe. Sure. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, sometimes people outgrow the organization. They outgrow the mm. team. And if you get a reputation in town that when people come and join your team, they grow to a point where they go on to better things, that's not a bad reputation no. to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another book out there called Multipliers that calls that being a talent magnet where you actually get a reputation either within an organization or within a community. And when people work with that leader, they grow, they develop, yeah, right. they move on to new, newer opportunities, bigger opportunities. And maybe, you know, the vision of that particular organization no longer jives. That's not a bad thing. And if you help them both come in and go to that next thing, um, I think I think that's doing the work of leadership, which is helping other people be successful. So those are a few thoughts of how do you maintain that motivation? It's getting clear on that kind of personal why or that personal mastery. I think that's a great a, a great illustration because the first thing that popped, in, or popped into my mind was, you know, some leaders are designed to lead and then others are led to catapult others ahead. That's right. And so there's not everybody's going to be the same leader. There, that's right. there is a completely different role for every person. And that's for you to discover and to really ask yourself those questions of where do, where do I fit? What's my plan? What's my purpose? What's, what's fulfilling? What is leading me? What's driving me? And then it's through those experiences, whether it's failure that right. we're learning through right. that to help define and refine our vision for ourselves to say, okay, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about because there are seasons in life where, oh man, I forgot my why. And it's okay. Now, why, why did I forget? Well, because it's changing right? and things are shifting and experiences help guide us in those directions. And then we have to kind of discern, okay, what role did that play and how, and how, how, and where is it going to position me next? Right. And, you know, I could go off on a little bit of a, a rabbit trail with, you know, resumes. If you have five different jobs on your, your resume and it's like, oh, I've been here, 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 and here, and there. And you're so concerned. Oh, well, my resume doesn't look that great because I have so many different things. But to somebody else, I'm like, oh, wow, you're everything that we need. Right. You have a variety of experiences yeah. and we that's actually what we need. So yeah. we get, I think we get so focused on one avenue that it has to be this way that we forget to, hey, just open up 
look across the board. Now there's context to this, obviously. Of course. Yep. But there's not just saying go get fifty jobs. Right. Say, oh yeah. Right. No, no, there is that are three months each. <laughs> yeah. No, there's definitely some stability. You need to have stability. Work experience. Yes, absolutely. there's some absolutes there, just to clarify. Right. Um, but there is, there is uh, I think, validity to saying leaders look at different things, and there's l- different types of leaders with different types of businesses that are looking for specific niches in employees, team members, right. vice versa. Right. So I think, you, I think that's just – I. Absolutely agree. But catapulting is one of the biggest things that I love seeing is, man, yes, I can name a handful of businesses that have done that successfully. And then you look at the people who have been out of there for however long and you see them soar because they were fast tracked in that environment. That's right. So, well, what I would love to do, Justin, is invite you just to kind of encourage the community uh, just from your experiences. What would be something that you would share for whether it's an entrepreneur listening or somebody that's dreaming to be from a nine to five or to an entrepreneur or somebody that's been in this for five or 10 years? What would be an encouragement to them? Yeah, a few things come to mind. I would say get really clear on some kind of defined vision, something that really motivates you that's connected back to that why or that Mm -hmm. personal sense of mission or mastery. I think those are really helpful and clarifying because they help you navigate the waters of just day-to-day life and work and family and relationships and those types of things where, to your point, you can feel like you get a little fuzzy and blurry at times. So getting clear on that and reviewing that really does help keep you connected to that sense of meaningful work that matters to you. And then the second thing is I would say just get started. Right. Just start doing something. It may not be grand and um, exciting day one, but if it's connected to that why and you're making discernible progress, that can be a meaningful path into entrepreneurship. I took almost, I think it was almost six years to go through that process of having something on the side working with it a little bit, seeing it grow, seeing it shrink, adding a partner, creating Mm -hmm. some structure, building some clarity, learning about myself, learning about my business partner. And all of those little pieces of learning, though it feels small and incremental, it's like it's building the capacity in you Mm -hmm. and the confidence to actually handle growth. It's good. And without that, you just feel like you're always you know, out over your skis, which there are times where we're going to feel that way. But I find that incremental step-by-step process is really helpful. And I think it's more doable by more people than trying to go zero to 60 in three months and have, you know, positive cash flows, you know, in an incremental, you know, scale. That's just, that's a tough nut to crack. And, but doing something that serves people that benefits them either professionally or personally, whether it's a product or a service, and just growing your skill at delivering that or teaching others to deliver that mm-hmm. and all the functions that wrap around that, you know, give yourself 15, 20 years. Don't, don't say within six months, I didn't hit these goals. I must not be an entrepreneur. Mm. Well, not everyone's journey is going to look the same. And like in our journey, we didn't have investment and not that that's good, bad, or otherwise, but we didn't have it. And so therefore we had to take a different approach to get where we are, if that makes sense. So I would say get clear on the vision and the why and 
start where you are, start with what you have, put it to use and watch it grow. That's so good. One phrase came to my mind when you said, start where you are, it's don't despise small beginnings. That's right. Because those small things that you're doing right now ultimately transform and blow up. And that's where you really grow and receive the harvest of your labor in the in the long term. It's not a short term game. That's right. There it's are short long term. Game. Yeah, there are short term things. That's right. But that's not where you want to put your eggs in the basket. That's right. You want to be focused down the road. What am I doing today that's going to be five, 10 years down the road for my business and helping the people that come through that as well? Because you're building a database of people who are going to make an impact in your community and in other people's lives. That's right. Well, Justin, this has been a pleasure. This has been an awesome episode. Thank you for coming on. I'd love to give you a moment to share any social media resources you have available, whether it's your social media platforms, your website, vice versa, to share with the community. Sure. Well, number one, thanks for having me on. Um, on Instagram, you can find us at leap.development. Uh, so, um, LinkedIn, it's just my name, Justin Dora. We also have a Leap page, Leap Development. And then our website is www.leap-development.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening in and joining us for the Matthew Talks podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the Matthew Talks podcast. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook, our Instagram, or YouTube channel at Official Matthew Talks. And you can also find our website at MatthewTalks.com. And then don't forget to subscribe on any platform where you listen to your podcast so you can stay up to date. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.